0: At the end of the day, we're not really a for-profit business. We, we created the business and the non-profit at the same time. And so the WorkLodge for-profit funds the Gabriel Foundation nonprofit.
1: Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from
2: the I Am CEO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. And if you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year, and we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories or topics, or as I like to call them, the business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners. And what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focused on our greatest asset, talent management and hiring. Think from great resignation to the great renovation. And if you disagree with me, maybe these episodes might be especially for you. Life and especially business has changed. It has forced those that are within organizations to look differently at talent, how it's being managed. When we talk about change, think about it. We have to realize that business as usual is no longer here, and that's evident in attracting and retaining clients, but also in setting up people within organizations to succeed. Think onboarding, think DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, how it is working from home, and even going back into the office. Things are different, and this month we are going to explore these topics by featuring CEO Hacks and CEO Nuggets, but also interviews that focus on these changes and how organizations can make sure they care for and attract the most valuable asset, their people. Sit back and enjoy this special special episode of the IMCEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO CEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Mike Thacker of The Work Lodge. Mike, it's awesome to have you on the show. Well, hey, I appreciate the opportunity and uh, looking forward to it. Me too, me too. I'm looking forward to hearing more about you. So first, I wanted to introduce Mike so you can learn a little bit more about him and all the awesome things that he's doing. So Mike is originally from the UK, and we're not sure if it was Brisket or J.R. Ewing that brought him here, but he got to Texas just as fast as he could. Retail, B2B, nonprofit, and hostage negotiation. That's Mike's background. It isn't quite varied as the hairstyles he wears. He's bald. And sure, he's a little workaholic, probably eats a little too much curry and mixes beer with Sprite. It's called a shandy, but he eats, sleeps and dreams about how he can change lives for the members of the work lodge and their businesses as well, as well as less fortunate in society. Mike, are you ready to speak to the IMCEO CEO community? I'm ready. Awesome. 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 I wanted to expound a little bit more on upon your CEO story and hear what led you to start your business.
0: So as you can tell from my background, I've done a few different things in life. And, and most recently before this, I was the chief operating officer for a security company. We were based here in Houston. Most of our clients were not in Houston. So I used to travel quite a lot. And when I was home, and uh, we didn't have a centralized office. We were, we were famous for kidnap, for ransom and extortion. So a lot of what we did was pretty sensitive. And so I worked from home for about four or five years. And it slowly just got worse and worse. And so one day I thought, I'm going to go get somewhere to work from. And I, I can't go sit in Starbucks or, or do something like that because of the kind of conversations we have. And so I, I wound up in a what is now, I would call, a traditional executive suite-type space. I didn't, I didn't know executive suites existed. I didn't know anything about commercial real estate. And so I'm standing in this office, and the lady's looking at me, telling me it's 800 bucks a month, and all the walls are drywall, the door's solid wood, and I'm, I'm standing there thinking, this is what solitary confinement must feel like all right why would i pay 800 bucks a month to do this i went home and i said honey i don't know a whole lot about real estate but i i gotta believe i couldn't do a worse job than that so i'm thinking i should go build something and so we started to think about it and it was about six months or so before one day i stumbled across a co-working space i was at seattle doing a case out there and and i and i see this co-working space and i walk in i'm standing there thinking oh my word these guys have built exactly what i was talking about you know Uh there's, there's people in there and so I called my wife and I said, listen, I think it really was a good idea. Like I've just seen one and and somebody's paying to use it. So we were worried about could we get customers or not, but evidently there's a few other folks like me out there that think it's a good idea. So then I started looking around and I found another one in um, Portland and I was going there next. So I went to check that place out and it was completely different, more of a glorified coffee shop, but, but there was people in there. And that was the biggest worry for me was I knew what I wanted to build. I knew I wanted to create something that was just inspiring, but I just wasn't sure would folks really spend money to be there or not or whether it was just a good idea but but not good enough so after seeing a couple guys figure it out and make it work i came up and said you think we should do this so we went out looked for some space and the rest is history
2: Awesome. I was supposed be idea, like you, not sure if your idea actually has customers or people that are actually going to pay for it, but you being able to see those co-working spaces, you saw that, hey, these are people that are actually interested in that. So I think it's awesome to hear your story and how you evolved into actually building your company. So I wanted to drill down a little bit deeper and hear a little bit more about what you guys are doing to help support the members and the people that are coming to the Work Lodge.
0: Yeah. So obviously, co-working is a fashionable thing right now. I don't know that I'd describe us as a true co-working space with a hybrid and we think of ourselves as being a, a workspace provider. And so that entails some co-working, it entails some private suites, it entails some team size suites for the meeting and conference rooms. So we've got a wide range of services there. And then we're in the process of layering onto that a whole suite of professional services so that we can remove as much friction as possible and let them just focus on business. As long as they're doing what they should be doing, we take care of the rest. And I always tell people, even if we only save you an hour a week, we just gave you back more than a working week over the course of the year. If you're good at what you do, that can translate hopefully into a whole lot more money than the investment you're making in, in the office space that you take from us or the co-working membership or whatever you want to call it. So we do a little bit of stuff with socials and fun and that kind of thing, but we don't go crazy with it. We want to be respectful of, of the fact that they're working on their business and we don't want to be just running a frat house like some places have turned up. So we're, we're a little bit we're a little bit classier than that. That's probably a good way to put it. And, and it seems to be working. People resonate. They like what we do. And they like the very organic, you know, subtle nudging that, that our staff are, are trained in, in helping make those connections and helping them figure out who the other guy is down the hallway that's dealing with the same thing they are or who just, who just did deal with it. And now they can give them some wisdom and some, some guidance. And, and just seeing those connections get made, especially between people from completely different industries, that would never happen if they weren't in a space like this.
2: Yeah. And, and, and a lot of what you're saying, it sounds like you've you created an environment where people have an opportunity to get that, quote unquote, maybe unofficial mentorship, but still has the, have the opportunity to be able to learn from other people that might have been going through things, but also get a really cool environment by which they can work and, and do all the things to be successful and not have to worry about all these additional things that can suck up time, but worry about building your business and working on your business. So I love like that motto. And you might have already touched on it a little bit, but I usually ask for what I call a secret sauce or kind of what makes your organization unique. And I know you touched on that. Is there anything else you can point to that says, this is what makes you guys unique?
0: Yeah, I think honestly, what makes us unique is the heart of the business and the DNA behind it. So I'm not a real estate guy. If anything, I'm a ministry guy. I spent years in nonprofits. Used used to be a preacher. And so I think we approach people and serving and helping people from that perspective, rather than just from a, hey, here's a here's a target on your back with a dollar sign. Let me, let me extract a few more bucks out of you. We just don't play that nickel and dime game at all. And I think that translates through, we're built on core values. We talk constantly with the staff about being authentic, being passionate, being generous with our time and our knowledge, being humble and being a little bonkers, having a little personality. I think it translates really clearly in the way that we interact with our members in the way that we look after them. And so is it tangible? Is it something that's easy replicable? Probably not. It takes a lot of work and a lot of effort, but does it make us a little different? Yeah. I think, I think fundamentally our approach to people and what we're doing with the business is completely different. At the end of the day, we're not really a for-profit business. We we created the business and a nonprofit at the same time. And so the Work large for-profit funds the Gabriel Foundation nonprofit. And we're very we're very open about that. When you walk in, I'm looking at a 10 foot by 15 foot mural on my wall with pictures of smiling kids from the first orphanage we built in India last year. You can't walk past it without missing it. It's, it's right in front of you. And I think that's very different than a company that's just out there to make a buck. If I wanted to make a buck, there's easier ways to do it than this.
2: Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's when things go to an entirely different level. Is when you have you have the dollars and cents, and that's important when you're building a business or even running a nonprofit. But when you're able to have that kind of heart centered pull that you talked about, where you have a reason or a very strong purpose for the foundation that you guys have, that's when things, to me, go to another level, and you get probably that awesome environment that you guys have it, have in place what I wanted to do was switch gears a little bit and ask you for what I call a CEO hack. A CEO hack could be an app or a book, but the idea is it's something that makes you more effective and efficient as a business owner.
0: Yeah. I saw the question when, when I got the little cheat sheet when we first talked, and I've been backwards and forwards on what would be this awesome nugget that would just make everybody's world rock. And I don't know that I really have anything super special here, but I use, I use my Google stuff real heavy Gmail, the calendar, the notes, That's my go-to and it's simple. It keeps me organized. I know it's not sexy and everybody probably uses it too, but I stick with it. It tells me where I'm supposed to be. It tells me what I'm supposed to be doing. It helps me get my thoughts in there and it's always at my fingertips. And that's that's about as good as I've got on that one.
2: Hey, that's a good app. I swear by my Google calendar and everything else as well. So sometimes it's the simple things that help you keep the peace of mind, like you talked about with your staff and everybody there, where you don't have to worry about all those additional things, whether you lost something or whether that email went through because everything's taken care of from a Google standpoint. So I think that's a phenomenal CEO hack and it may not be sexy, but I use it just as strongly. So I love that CEO hack. So now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this might be more of a word of wisdom or a piece of advice that you might have for a CEO, entrepreneur, or business owner.
0: So when we talk to our staff and try and help them understand what does success look like, and you probably saw it in my, in my email signature, I I tag everything with be amazing. And and for us, if we get all of our core values, right, all of the DNA of who we are, it's going to deliver this and whatever amazing this is. And so I think, when I'm thinking about a golden nugget or, or some advice to other business owners or entrepreneurs, chase greatness. Don't don't chase average. Don't chase mediocrity. Don't, don't do a crappy job. Don't just taste the dollars. If you decide to make a buck, dude, go, just go work for someone else. Can, can you do it? Yes. Is it the right thing to do? And I think that's the key. No, it's not. So do the right thing. Be great. Just be amazing. That would be my best advice.
2: I love that, and that definitely hits home. Don't be average; just go on and and, and do and be the best that you can be, and blaze trails and, and make the, make an impact upon the world. So I think that's awesome. And now, my my absolute favorite question, which I which I call like the definition of being a CEO. So I want to ask you specifically: What does being a CEO mean to you?
0: So I think for me, there's, there's there's two sides to this coin. For my staff and my team, it means leading well, and I want to make sure that that I invest in them in every way that I can. If I can coach them better, if I can encourage them more, if I can spur them on to just be better versions of themselves, that's my job as their leader is to just bring out the best in them. And I think second from that, and it kind of rolls on a little bit, it's also for our members and the folks we serve and help. Inevitably, they they see me in action. They see me interacting with other people. And so how can I inspire them? Obviously, it's not my job to to coach every single member we've got. I'm not saying that, but just by our example, by what we do and how we do it, can I inspire them to just, to just shoot a little higher, to think a little different, to, to go beyond themselves or out of their comfort zone? I'm very conscious that anybody in, in, a, in a leadership role, and especially as a CEO of a company where you interface with people on a regular basis, people are going to watch. So pay attention to what they're watching.
2: I love it. I love it. And, and by you creating that environment and that culture, I think that definitely spills down whether or not you're doing direct mentorship or direct advice or if somebody is just at your your space as well, because that definitely helps out as that. So, Mike, I, I truly appreciate you for taking some time out of your schedule. What I wanted to do was pass you the mic, so to speak, to see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and our listeners know and how best people can get a hold of you and hear more about the Work Lodge.
0: I think if you want to know more about the Work Lodge, you can go check out the website. It's just- theworklodge.com. We've got Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram and all that kind of fun stuff. So if you do social, you can find us on there too. I think anything additional is a lasting thought. Entrepreneurship's amazing. And and I think business can change the world if it's done the right way and if we set the right kind of goals. And so I think my best advice to a, a, a younger entrepreneur or someone thinking about starting something up is don't underestimate what impact you can have and what difference you can make even if even if we only change one of our taglines is is workspace changing lives. And sometimes I wonder if it's a little corny, but, but we actually really do. We change the lives of our members when we help them be more successful and encourage them when they're down and connect with other people that can help them. We change the lives of the folks we help through the, the nonprofit. Do I change millions of lives? No. But does it really matter? If I change one this year or two, it's one or two more than last year. And and it made a whole lot of difference to them. So even as you may be starting out. Thinking about doing something, think bigger, think beyond yourself, think about what impact can this business have? How can I change something in my community? What can I do to make a difference? We don't all have to be world changers, but just touching one or two lights, changing one or two people's mindsets, spurring them onto something that could become a world-changing event or business or whatever, it's an incredibly humbling kind of perspective when you think in those terms rather than how to make an extra thousand bucks this month. The money will come if everything else is, is where it should be. So we just don't worry about that a whole lot
2: makes perfect sense and i I think it's awesome what you what you're doing and what you all are doing and sometimes when you create that ripple effect even if it's just one or two people those one or two people can turn into three people turn into 10 people next thing you have made an impact and made a ding in the world so i I appreciate you for all you're doing mike and and i appreciate the time obviously you took today and i hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day awesome thanks
1: thank you for listening to the i am ceo podcast powered by blue 16 media tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the Imceo CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.